Hi, this is Aaron Sigerman, CEO of Redcon One, and the opinions and views inside Meathead Nation podcast do absolutely not reflect the views and opinions of Redcon One. In fact, they're probably quite opposite and contrary to ours. So I don't know uh, who authorized this podcast. Nobody asked me, but yeah, here they are. And we are back. Episode 20. Ooh, 20. 20 weeks of this Surprised shit. we huh? made it this far. I know. I can't believe people still listen to this shit. Well, I don't know if they listen. They just allow us to do it. True, 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 true. Well, first things first, go to redcom1.com and use the code MEATHEAD20. Look at that. MEATHEAD20 on 20, huh? 20 on 20. And use that code to save 20% on all your Redcon needs. There's a cheap plug right there. You always say that. My Redcon needs... Redcon needs, yeah. What about your Redcon needs, your wants, your desires, everything, 20% off. Yeah, all your meathead needs. Your too. deepest desires. Whatever you need. Maybe not those. Yeah. I heard the I heard the belts are coming back on the site. The, oh, who told you that? Uh, I don't know. A little, I thought a little, a little something, something on Instagram about it. Oh, I, oh, yeah, I was supposed to show you. I forgot. Big pile of belts. Big old pile of belts. They should be here this week, hopefully. So hopefully. Uh, this soon, really? Yeah, hopefully. We'll wow. See. I thought it would be like a month from now. All right, cool. And then uh, they should be on the site next week, hopefully. That's what's up. You cannot use Meathead 20. Oh, yeah, those. no discounts on those. Right? That's There's no discounts on that. Uh, Actually, don't quote us on that. We could be completely wrong. Because first time there was, then there wasn't. So I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, we don't know. Just leave it in the notes section. Say, smiley face, Meathead Nation. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Rudy. <laughs> I feel bad because that one guy asked us to sign his belt and it shipped out before uh, we could. Yeah, I know. That would have been cool. That sucks. We usually try to f- follow everybody back on Instagram and he wasn't. wasn't yeah. Oh, that's what back. it was. He was in the requests, not yeah. the, the DMs or whatever. And we actually kind of slack. It's sad to say because I'm a social media guy here. We slack our own, on our own companies. I know. We got so much going on, man. It's crazy. It's craziness. So we apologize if you guys have reached out. It takes us a few days to get back. Or if you do follow us and we don't post every single day, we do have other things going on currently. So our bad on that. Yeah, you have things going on. I'm fucking... Right, no. My weekends are pretty uh, <laughs> pretty open. <laughs> Hold on. What do you got? you have the time thing on here? Uh, I can turn so it on. So made official? Time. Two minutes, 16 seconds. All right. We got about 28 minutes left in this episode. This is going to be a short episode, guys, so just bear with us. All right. So what do we got going on this week? I want to talk about how we have the Raging Silverback coming down here. Yes. Chris Hester. One and only Chris Hester. He's coming down to visit, hopefully coming down for good in sometime in the near future. I think after we should wait till after a show. What's his nickname? Mr. Mr. Bellies? What? Is that what his nickname Raging is? Silverbacks is No, I know. What did, what did Louie name him? Mr. Belly? Him? Yeah, must, right? I don't know. Something like that. No, nah, he's the next big thing. That's what yeah. I call him. So I, I think he's doing a show in Chicago. Yeah, um, wins the strength. So he should probably stay there until the show. But after that show, he should move down here. Absolutely. But yeah, we're going to have him as a guest next week. Next he said he's down to talk about like anything. I'm talking about booty hole licking and everything. I don't know if he's going to take it that far, but pretty much, yeah. I had him on my, um, I, I do the live streams on Instagram and uh, they get pretty, pretty graphic. I think the live streams are more inappropriate than the podcast. Yeah, we've kind of toned it down on the podcast. It's, it's like what the podcast used to be. Right. I think and, we need to start but, bringing it back. But I was, tell, I, well, I was telling In a story uh, to him about how um, I, I was out with a girl one time and I went back to her apartment and, uh, we like went into her bedroom and I saw a condom wrapper like in her like fucking trash can and I just like left. I, I was just that. I was just like yo I gotta go. I, Is that I down here? I couldn't do it. I'll, I'll tell you about it later. But okay. um, it wasn't like recently or anything. But I was talking to like and Chris was just like damn that's funny. And I was like, yo, Chris, can we talk about stuff like that on the podcast? Or are we just going to talk about like your fucking your training regiments? He's like, dude, we'll talk about whatever, man. So right. that'd for be the, cool. For those of you that don't know, Chris is like an ebony god, right? He's not the ebony king. He's that's not the Kenneth, ebony king. That's Kenneth Owens. What's a king to a god? What's a god to a king? Right, exactly. But you think Chris is only into white chicks? I don't know. Um, 
I guess we'll find out. Or has he got no shame in his I game? Have, I have so many questions for him. If we're, if we're taking it to that point. We're taking it This guy's going to be Mr. Olympia. This interview could be, like, fucking historic. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> I like, talk about this could be, like, like, he could get interviewed every day of his life for the next 10 years, and no interview will be as disgusting as this one until we have him on again. And I feel like once he gets, like, famous, he won't want to talk about, like, you know. Because he's here this week, so we're going to record. We're going to do a special recording this week. Yeah, because I'm out. I'm leaving Thursday. I'm going back to Connecticut. Because he's got a big old Passover, right? Passover? Yep, Passover. Yeah. So if you guys have any questions for Chris, DM us on Instagram. Oh, yeah, Matt we Head should Nation. put up a post. Yeah, we'll we do should that do. Tonight. Okay, we'll do that tonight. That's a good idea. If you guys are listening and you have anything, you can do that, or you can even email them at rude at redcon1.com yeah. or david at redcon1.com. Pretty easy to get in touch with us. Either way, submit your questions. Anything, anything and anything you can ask. So I'm really excited for the interview. It should be good. Yeah, I just hope we get a third microphone by then. Yeah, otherwise we're going to be sitting on each other's laps. Yeah, I know. It's going to be a little... Uh, Middle, I'm going to be like the, the monkey in the middle or something. You two big guys. <laughs> All right. So what else we got going on? Well, there was a new movie out. Let's do a little Meathead movie. Reviews. Okay. Meathead movie time. Um, we talking about the Netflix movie. Yeah. Let's talk about the Netflix. So movie. Re- ready game. O- no, wait, no, no. Game, game over, man. <laughs> game over, man. You're talking <laughs> about ready. Ready, player ready one? game over. Game no. over, man. Game, game over, man. By the guys from workaholics. I thought it was funny how they named this movie after one of the cheesiest movie lines of all time what? from alien. Oh, like, yeah. Game over, man. Game yeah, over. That's right. That's that was right. funny. And they don't even that. say it. They don't even ever say game no, over in the movie. Now, are you a fan of Workaholics, the show? Yes. It's not my favorite show, but I do tune in every now and then. It's pretty laughable. Yeah. Tight butthole. It's yeah. Tight, it's, tight butthole. it's not like fucking Game of Thrones or like Walking Dead, but it's it's entertaining. So for those of you people that don't know what Workaholics is, it's basically just three stoner guys that work in a call center. Yeah. They're telemarketers. Yeah. So the movie is pretty much exactly the same as the TV show, except for these guys are three waiters, right? Is that what they are? No, they're like the cleaning uh, clean, staff. Yeah, cleaning staff. But then they're waiters. I don't know. No, but they what call I them was, waiters. I was impressed by was that you see these three guys that are in this other show together, and you think they're going to be exactly the same, and they're kind of similar, but the characters are way different. The characters are way different, but the The comedy, dynamic, yeah, the com- the it's the same kind the same. of comedy. The coolest part about the movie though is that they all wrote and directed it. And yeah, and they had the chick in it too. Yep. What's her? I forget her name. Julian on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had a shit ton of cameos in that. Yeah, like big name celebrities. The, the best one, and I'm only gonna say because it, it was in the trailer, was uh, was Shaggy. Yeah, yeah. When he's like, he comes out and they're making him sing a song. He's like, I made this song for the refugees of Haiti. And he's like, No, 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 sing it wasn't me. Yeah, that part was awesome. <laughs> I, I I recorded that and put it on my uh, my Instagram funny. story just because I thought it was so funny. Because he's like got a gun to his head and he's trying to sing. He's like, And they call me on camera. Yeah, it was pretty fucking funny. But I mean, if you guys have seen Die Hard, it's kind of a spoof of Die yeah. Hard. They even make fun of it. They're like, I don't look like the guy from Die Hard, yeah. the little hacker guy. Yeah. But dude, I'd say like this movie really pushed the boundaries of what you can get away with in a movie. Especially a Netflix movie. Yeah. Well, I think Netflix is why they got away with so much because yeah. I think that when it's on Netflix, it doesn't have to uh, adhere to the, Certain what is it, the right? MPAA or whoever whoever gives these movies like a PG-13 or R rating. Like, dude, this movie might not have been approved for an R rating. It was fucking gross. Well, yeah. The guy, Adam Devine, Devine, whatever the hell yeah. his name is. He went full frontal. Yeah, his dick's out for yeah. like 20 minutes in the movie. The thong is just hanging and out. And like, I think the worst was when the, the one guy has to eat the other guy's ass. Oh, I forgot and all about that. he goes yeah. in. Yeah. Because I remember, because there's another there's another too. scene where it's like a, like two other guys are having like a gay sex scene. I texted you. I said, what? A real gay sex scene? Like, I thought they were going to actually like show everything. And, uh, they they and then you, you Rui was like, oh, don't worry. There's no gay sexy in the movie. Then the guy eats another guy's ass like 20 minutes later. <laughs> I didn't say don't worry. I don't want to ruin it for the people, though. But 
That, that scene ended. I was not how I thought. I it was, was cackling, happen. laughing when the, the one dude eats the other guy's ass, and he's like enjoying it. Oh, yeah. dude, yeah. that shit was funny though. But I thought it was good. I mean, if you guys like stoner movies, it's a good stoner movie. So, so without giving away the ending, do you think that this movie will get a sequel? Absolutely, I think so too. Absolutely. I think. Uh, they get they did a sequel for Bright, so I guess they'll probably do one for this. I too. thought they these guys signed on for like a three or four picture deal. Oh, did they? I, I thought I, that's I what it was. How about how cool is that though? Like you get three bros together. I just said bros, and I hate that word. It's kind of like us, where they gotta be sitting there to a certain degree and being like, "Wow, people are actually just paying us to just kind of do right, our right, thing." Yeah, like it's us right now. Yeah, it's crazy. But like, they wrote and directed their own show. All the characters that were on the show were basically part of the writing team. Well, the was the characters. was the fourth guy? Because you know, there's the he fourth was the director guy. of this movie. He was the director. He wasn't in the movie though, right? No, was he? I didn't think so. You remember? You remember on the show their their drug dealer friend? Yeah, the with the with the the, the rape van, eye, and the he calls eye. it the grape van. Yeah, the grape van. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rap, then he turns into the rap van. Yeah, he's the director of the movie. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so if you guys have seen Workaholics, you guys will definitely like this movie. Dude, you know who was in it that I've always had a, a bit of a crush on was that that girl from, uh, yeah, from Home Alone. What? Huh? Huh? What? what? Who, who? No. <laughs> Dude from Home Alone. Sticky Bandits. Was he the, was he the guy he that's the... the yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought it was. No, the girl from... Uh, the, the girl terrorist or whatever. What's her name? Oh, she was in... Um, she was in Underworld... The, Ro- like, Awaken or the spinoff. Yeah, Underworld she was movie, in the one yeah. with the werewolves. Dude. Yeah, yeah. She, I've always kind of had a little bit of a thing the for origin her. movie. Yeah. That's, yeah. She's a little low-key hottie. She was in that horrible TV show about like the the fucking the Navy ship and the zombie apocalypse or yeah, something yeah, yeah. on TNT. She's yeah. like the scientist. She's been a lot she's of a little hottie boom body, man. She's been in a lot of crap movies. Anything on Pornhub? Probably. I'll check it out later. Google it later, yeah. All right, so you wanted to talk about a movie that I haven't seen yet. Hold on, so. what do you give Game Over Man? Oh, I give um, it a seven. Yeah, seven, seven and a half. I mean, it was funny and the the story itself was entertaining. I would have like, gave it higher if I wasn't a fan of workaholics already. Yeah, like you know what I mean, because it was literally just the same yeah. That's what I mean. But is but it, but it's like just the storytelling alone, like it moved. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I didn't feel like it was, you know, it had action in it. It was it was good. It was watchable. Right, so moving on to the movie I watched this week. Yes, yeah, so you watched this movie called uh, what? A Geotag. <laughs> Hailstorm. What's the, what the fucking movie is this again? Geostorm. With Geostorm with Gerard Butler with Leonidas. Sorry, tell me about Geostorm. So basically, I don't know what year. I can't remember what year it is. Twenty twenty-two or the years twenty twenty-two. Something like that. Something like that. And uh, long story short, we can control weather. We can control the weather because at one point there was like hurricanes and fucking tornadoes going on. So it's like satellites, right? Like they build these satellites yes. that can control the weather. Yep. Okay. They basically, you know, they shoot these little things into the, the and the then clouds it and, and then it fucks up. I'm assuming. Well, that's what they think. But long story short, a terrorist t- took it over. Oh, uh, okay. But it's a homegrown terrorist. Like, yeah. You ever see? You've seen the movie The Rock. We talked about it. With oh yeah. So he's like Sean a Connery. he's like a butthurt like American who that's exactly wants what he is. to like. It's the same guy too. It's Ed Harris. Is it really? Yeah. Ugh. He doesn't even look any older. It's crazy. I hate. I hate that motive. Not to for, not to ruin this for anybody, but I actually don't watch it because the movie sucks. I just, the I just the, want to put that the whole there. motive of a terrorist wanting to like um fuck something up so bad that it makes everything better again. Like yeah. that was like uh, Die Hard three was like or Die Hard four was like yeah. that. Like the guy's like, oh, I'm gonna just teach you all lessons so that we redo our infrastructure in a way that's safer. I'm like. <laughs> the fuck are you kidding me you're gonna kill that many fucking people just to like i'm like no nah, that's not a real motive Wait, for you a terrorist have to like suspend like reality because gerard butler is a nasa scientist Ugh. Like, come on dude i, I love gerard butler i'm a huge fan of his to like, me when the bad guy has that like horrible reason that he's a bad guy like another one uh like fucking 
what's the movie where Gerard Butler is like the Secret Service guy? Oh, White House. Th- or okay. no, 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 Olympus is Fallen. Well, okay, but what's the other one where it's Jamie Foxx and Channing Tatum? That one's White House. Okay, Down. that one. The same thing. The motive of the bad guy was like a homegrown, like American. Uh, yeah, I know. He's like the chief of staff or something in the White House. He's like there at Wardo, and he's like fucking doing this shit for no reason. He's yeah. like, oh, we got a. I don't know. It was, it was just. That's dumb. what this guy. This guy was. I forgot what it was, chief of. It was something. With the president. Just make it a bad guy who's an asshole for no reason. Right. That's what it's like in real life. It's like they don't have these fucking complex uh, bad guy motives. So basically what happens is what a geostorm is, is that all the natural disasters that could happen all happen at once. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so like there's like a volcano going off. Basically, like there's a fucking tsunami that ha- hits Brazil, but like it's beyond arctic well what if the like what if the vol- what if the volcano shit, uh goes off and it hits the tsunami and then they well, actually no they stop each other right I know. like the the disasters cancel each other out it, it was dude it's i'm telling you it's terrible okay was it actually uh visually uh no, impressive no all right christine said the best she's like twister had better graphics okay so like 2012 twister 2012 horrible acting Good shit graphics. story but like you could watch it on yeah. mute and you'd be fucking entertained like if you're right. walking by a fucking barbershop with a tv it'll catch your eye right. this movie wasn't like that no dude. all around sucks yeah it's bad all around all right. if you like gerard butler watch it like because he just plays gerard butler basically yeah so i think i'm i think i'm gonna so skip that one face, i think you've uh you've convinced me well i wasn't gonna watch it because christine hates natural disaster movies yeah so i played the trailer she's like oh it doesn't look that bad like she wasn't the trailer looked right. good. I remember watching the trailer. Right. Now that you've kind of reminded me of the movie, I was like, oh yeah, I remember watching that like uh, like September Dude, or October. No, there's a point where like a cold front comes, and then all of a sudden these people are instant icicles. Like they get hit by like the snow, and then boom, they're frozen completely. Solid. All right. So, what is your favorite natural disaster movie? Ooh, you know, a movie I really like because it doesn't try. It doesn't try to be too extra. No, no, no. Ooh, uh, Day after tomorrow. Oh yeah, that was good. That yeah. was good because it doesn't try to be too like. I feel like these movies are just dick measuring contests where it's like, oh, remember that disaster movie? Yeah. Well, this is the fucking the volcano and the hurricane. This Truthfully, is the fucking San Andreas with the rock because it has a rock. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. But uh, again, there's no there's there's no bad guy. It's a disaster movie. There doesn't right. have to be a bad guy. It's just a human well, that's the human emotion thing, like, and trying to save each other and come together and all that shit. That you don't was, need a fucking terrorist for a natural disaster movie. That's what they tried to put a spin on this to make it like a disaster movie. But there actually is a bad yeah. guy. It's not just him trying to beat up a volcano. Yeah, I mean, I mean? Uh, Day After Tomorrow is good. It's just about global warming. There is that one scene where the fucking, the big tidal wave comes in and yeah. you see the Statue of Liberty and only the, the it's, it's just the tip. You want me to ruin it for you? Just the tip. Yeah. So basically, throughout the whole movie, until like, if you've watched these kind of movies, like these action movies, you already know who the bad guy is, but they make you think it's the actual president is the bad guy. Yeah. Because he's about to be reelected and we're supposed to... We have, the U.S. government has control of this thing. They call it a uh, Dutch boy or whatever. Yeah. But it's a global thing. But for some reason, we were picked to control it. Of course. And then Come after, on, it's fucking America. Uh, yeah. After, I think, three or four years, we have to give it on to somebody else. So the president is up for re-election. So they thought because he's up for re-election that he caused all these natural disasters. So then we re-elect him, and then the world would re-elect him. Well, see, if you can control the weather, what's to stop you from making it rain more in the Midwest and making our crops grow faster right. and making it not rain in uh, North Korea? Right. See, like, I never thought about that. Oh my God, you There's could you could plots, control the you could become the richest yeah. person in the fucking world if you even had slight control over right. that. You know what reminds me of? Remember, uh, what was that horrible fucking Pierce Brosnan James Bond movie with like uh, with Halle Berry in it? 
Is that day after tomorrow? They they make the satellite and it's like the sun. Oh, talking, yeah. And then they use it as a weapon or whatever. What was it Tomorrow Never Dies or something? I think it's day uh, day after no, not day after tomorrow. No. <laughs> this is that's after the other movie. Yeah, tomorrow. No, never tomorrow dies. Never Dies. That's yeah, what it is. So yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah. But I recommend. I don't recommend watching that. Actually, I recommend just skipping that one. Yeah, watch a good disaster movie. I pretty much just ruined it for you guys anyway. But you know what's another really shitty disaster movie is the uh, Tommy Lee Jones the Volcano. Volcano. That sucks. Yeah. I liked it because it was so bad. Yeah, it's not it's, believable it's that there's like, a volcano coming up in the middle of LA. I'm trying to think, what are the other good disaster movies? Dante's Peak with Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, I fucking hate Twister. Okay, People yeah, I don't love like that Twister. Movie. That movie sucked. Bill Paxton sucks. I just like the joke from uh, from Goldmember where he says, "Do you know what my favorite Hell Hunt movie is <laughs> Twister," and he's, he twists the it, dude's yeah. nuts or whatever yeah. when he's uh, sumo <laughs> wrestling. All right, enough enough movie talk. What else enough we got movie going talk. on? Enough movie talk. I want to talk about a, a common trend I keep seeing over the years in this industry of these competitors that get butt hurt because they didn't win a show after prepping for 12, 16, 20 weeks, whatever it is. If you fucking cry about not placing in the top five or the top six or top two or not even winning the show, this is not for you. Losing is going to happen. You're not better than everybody. Like, you're not always going to be number one. You're not going to be the next Phil Heath. Like, if it hasn't happened by the time you're, say, 30, 33, something like that, give it up. It's probably, happening. It's probably never going to happen. Well, you don't have to give it up. Maybe just do it because you actually like it. Or do that. Exactly. Do it as a hobby. Take it for what it is. It's not your career. If, you're, I think, if you haven't made any money from this and you're in your 30s, then give it up. Just yeah. stop. Take it as a hobby because that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, you got to love what you're doing. You know what I mean? Obviously, th- there's not one person that doesn't show up there that wants to win. Given a few exceptions, obviously there's right. people I mean, like like if it's your first show or you're in Masters Division, like exactly. there are people. But like majority of the pack, they come there ready to take some fucking hardware home. And I get that, but you have to have the mindset to realize that this is a competition and it might not go your way. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like to see people fucking bitch and moan about it and then leave after the prejudging and not come back to a night show and they go on like social media and whine about it, it that pisses me off. Do you know what's so funny was um my friend was competing at a show and she wanted to leave after the prejudging and I made her stay. She was, yeah. she was about to leave and I was the only reason she stayed and she got second place out of like See? fucking like 40 girls. Dude, fucking a couple years back, Fuad, maybe odd. Yeah. At the Arnold, he didn't think he made top six. So he just fucking bounced. Well, I think and they announced him on stage. Oh, they really, he was in fifth or sixth place. So when that happens, do they he move someone back. up a place yeah. or do they just, they were he, like, he's well, DQ'd. He was DQ'd. Yeah. Oh shit. And he had no clue. Well, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, so the last show I did, I got second call out. So I got off stage and my coach was like, I thought you looked really good, but like, obviously you didn't make top five. I was like, yeah, that's okay. He's like, go eat a burger, come back with the awards. We'll, we'll reassess, you know, your reverse diet, whatever. Like I was cool with it. Cause it was a huge ass show. So I fucking go back and, uh, I do my routine. I get off stage. The guy's like, okay, so unfortunately you didn't make top five. Um, but we did see that you're in another division that you did place in. So we want you to stick around for that, obviously. And then he goes, oh shit, wait, actually you got fourth. So hang out right here. See? So I didn't, I was never posing with the other people in the top five, right? but I still got top five. So like, don't, no matter how bad you think you did, never leave because you might, you, you never know. know, you never know. And also, you're going to piss off the fucking judges if you leave. Right. And I don't want to say that they'll blacklist you, but more than likely, they probably will. They'll put you on a list. But it's like you look like a fucking child leaving. Yeah. Especially if you're, you know, it's not your first time doing this shit. Like, clearly, it's, it's you, like weren't, you, you weren't the one that should have won that day. Yeah. 
And clearly, and you, yeah, don't you don't you don't have a champion's mindset if you're gonna if you're gonna disrespect an organization that puts on these shows for you that runs right. this whole fucking it's like the fucking goddamn military industrial complex. There's supplement companies that sponsor the shows. There's people that come out to see the shows. There's vendors. It's like you're just gonna fucking leave, right? Like let's put it this way: Phil Heath didn't win every show he was in. Ronnie Coleman didn't win every show yeah. he was in. Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't win every show. But like, it's like okay, how many shows have you worked between working booths, working backstage? This happens at every every single show I've ever been to. You no, know, no. I mean, you personally, have you ever volunteered to expedite a show? Yeah. Yeah, I have too. Yeah. You're doing that for the competitors, right? right. And then they're going to fucking leave? Exactly. It's, exactly. it's, it's a little disrespectful. That's true, yeah. I didn't think of it that way. It's like slapping everybody that's yeah. paying to be a part of this thing. That's what I mean. Slapping, slapping is it's face. like... Like, yeah, I never thought about that. Because like all the, the years that we did uh, the shows in Connecticut that we sponsored, uh, yeah. Nation, I never thought about the competitors leaving and how that was kind of a slap in our face. Because it's like, all right, we invested our time and our money so you can have this show. Exactly. The shows, fucking leave. the shows don't exist without sponsors. 100%. You can have promoters and everything like that, but if they don't have any money coming in from anybody else. Do you else, have any idea how hungover I was working those shows? <laughs> and you're going to play me like that? <laughs> At 8 in the fucking morning, I'm over here <laughs> taping fucking saran wrap to Hold the on. walls so you can roll around your spray tan? We sponsored a show that you competed in, and you still worked a booth between prejudging and the night show, okay? I know. I was hungry as fuck. I was so okay, thirsty so too. Like, come on, but I just I fucking I can't stand it, and it's every division is guilty of it. It's not just one division oh, yeah. more than the other. It's I don't understand that mentality. Like, did you not grow up not playing sports and losing? Like, are you part? You of could these even people? argue that the men's bodybuilders are more guilty of it than others. Other divisions. I've seen some of the videos where the guys I think, throw their shit. I think the men's bodybuilders are the ones that uh, yelling at the fucking have, judges. Have you shit? know the like I'm going to be the next Jay Cutler yeah, mindset? No. You know what I mean? Whereas like someone like a bikini girl might just be, or a physique guy or classic physique might not be as invest in the sport. You know what I mean? When you right. meet when you meet the people that are like I'm going to be the next big thing, they're always bodybuilders. Yeah. And if you're calling yourself that, then clearly you're not going to be. Yeah. Unless you're using it as like a gimmick to get more social media following. And but it's like, like I don't care how good, it. I don't care how good you look. If you're going to leave after prejudging, you're clearly not a champion. Right. You clearly shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Stick to being a weekend warrior. But I mean, I'm not trying to go on a full rant here, but that shit is just how petty can you be? I don't know. What's the point? What's the point of spending all this money to get? Oh, ready that's for the other thing. Show? You drop bank on that shit. Right. And then you paid it. Excuse me. Do the show. You already paid, and then you just leave halfway through. I mean, you could cut. Ev- you could back. cut every cost, and you're still dropping like 150 bucks. Like if you spray tan yourself, right? Like you're still you're still paying. You're still paying, you're still paying a hundred. Maybe you already have an NPC card. You're already you're still paying a hundred for your entry for one class. Right. It's a hundred per class. It's usually about 100 to 120 for a, a decent spray tan, which I highly recommend getting because I've seen some horrible fucking tans. I could, that could be a whole other episode of the podcast. It's worse <laughs> spray tans. We should do that. That'd be funny. All right. What else do you want to talk about today? Well, who, who do you think is the biggest offender? You think bodybuilders? Of what? Leaving after shows or just being babies? Being babies. Um... I mean, because I've seen it in the bikini division. I've seen it in men's bikini. I've seen it in bodybuilding. I've seen it in figure. Hmm. I've seen it in women's physique. Yeah, like, I don't think I could pick one, honestly. The most that I've ever seen from it, though, it was bodybuilders, honestly. Yeah. Especially when I was competing. Like, people would throw, throw their trophies against the wall and just leave them at the show. Like, <laughs> Dude, that's like some that's like, like some fucking some Rocky Four shit. Like, you, you get in your Lamborghini and you, you drive around all angry. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like... <laughs> 
<laughs> like you, you rip the picture off the wall. What is he again? He fucking rips the the Ivan Drago picture yeah. off the wall and like crumples Crumple it up yeah. and fucking. Yeah, well, that's when he's in Russia or whatever. Or when does he? Uh, oh no, he throws his motorcycle helmet at mm-hmm. his own statue. That's mm-hmm. what it is. That was no, that was Rocky Three. That was Rocky Three, right? Yeah, when he's uh, Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang, yeah. yeah, yeah. So unless you're Rocky, please refrain from uh, smashing your trophies. I've never seen that. I feel like I would say I would You've be really quiet. That? I would say some like whack shit if I saw that. I'd be like, everyone be quiet. I'd be like, damn. <laughs> like I would totally ruin the moment and just. I don't know. I, I don't know. What's the point? I just love shit. Like, I think it's so funny when people just have fucking breakdowns like that in public over something so stupid. I think it's pathetic. Like, you know, when you're on a bus and someone's like freaking out and you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. I love it. I live like, for stuff like that. It, okay. And then you got the guys like guys and girls that go on fucking like Instagram or Twitter or whatever, or Facebook and be like hashtag real winner, hashtag real over oh, the or, Spare me. Like, shut the fuck up. Even at, a, even at a pro nobody. level, it's pretty... Uh, yeah, no, it's they get fucking butthurt backstage. That's what I mean. It's I've seen some pros. I'm not going to name any names. Do the same but exact thing. You know thing. what the, the weird thing is, is that I've noticed, is when the whole internet has like a shitstorm over a bad placing, the person that was poorly placed is usually just like, like, thank all my fans. Thank you for watching. Like, they that's, never support their own somebody, claim. That's somebody with a professional. Because they know they're right. And they right. if you know you're right, you don't got to say shit. The fans will say it for you. Right. And that's the truth, though. And when I say fans, I don't mean like your, your, your fucking mom and your uncle who will agree with anything you say. Well, I, mean, I mean like actual fans. Your actual fans. Yeah. Not just followers on Instagram, like actual people that give a shit about you. Who do you think's been robbed at a pro level recently? Again, there's been any robberies? Recently? Yeah. This, this year? I mean, like, I would say last five years. Hmm. Well, I mean, you could argue that. Rami was robbed last at the Olympia. Yeah, and you can. Yeah, I think a lot of people are saying that. Are you that could, William got robbed at the Olympia too? I don't know if I agree with it, but Dexter, I certainly could see a case for it. You know what I mean? The last couple Olympias, I would say that Dexter, Dexter, and uh, and Benak. It's, I mean, it's kind of like they had different physiques than Phil. Right. Whereas Big Rami had a, has similar proportions to Phil. He's just bigger, but he's right. not as grainy and and aesthetic. So well, that's the thing is like with the Olympia, you have to knock the champ out. Yeah. You it's can't not be good. It's, it's not that you beat him by right. an inch, you beat him by a mile. Right. You know what that's I mean? Exactly it's right. not Vin Diesel has no authority on this one, okay? <laughs> you know what Vin Diesel says? Doesn't matter if you beat him by an inch or a mile, winning's winning. No, you gotta win by a fucking mile at the right. Olympia. And that's the truth. So I I'd say Pretty much the biggest robberies or mistakes, if you will, were at the Olympia level. I mean, the biggest one in my head is always going to be uh, Victor Martinez, yeah. the 2007 Olympia. If you've never seen it, look it up. The dude looks fucking insane. If yeah. he brought that package to any show, he would he would smoke Phil Heath with that. You know who's the, the worst victim, I would say, ever of all time? Who? It's Chris Cormier because he plays second, I think, six times at the Arnold. Oh, really? And there was probably three out of the six times. That he could have won. won. Who, who beat him? Oh, fuck. Back then, it was everybody that beat him, dude. Oh, it wasn't the same person every time? No, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 no. No. And, like, I was watching some old footage of him the other day on Instagram. Somebody, I think, actually, he posted it. Dude, he was phenomenal. The, the biggest knock with him was that he didn't have any stand-up body parts because that's how proportionate his body yeah. was. And, you know, there was nothing that would draw you to him. Because he was so proportionate, which is unfortunate, you know, because you think bodybuilding, that's what you want, is like a statue. But unfortunately, you look at Phil, you're drawn to his arms and his forearms right yeah. away, you know what I mean? Or his shoulders. And he now pops. He pops, yeah. dude. That's what it is. Sam Big Ramy, his quads fucking pop. Exactly. There's always, like, look at everybody. Look at Ronnie, like his back. Yeah. You know what I mean? His biceps. Kai, same thing. Yeah. 
all these guys fucking even like Cutler, his quads, his shoulders. Well, we were even talking about it with Chris Hester. Right. Matt Meinrod the other day said this man is going to be known for his arms like yep. for all of eternity. You know what I mean? He I utterly, may have just added that all of eternity thing for a dramatic effect, but Matt did say that. He said, yeah, no, he said something along those lines too, but he, I, I'll say it right now, his arms rival a young Phil Heath. Yeah. Like, if you guys don't believe me, go look at his photos. Like, they're fucking Well, we're measuring them this week. I know. We're going to get a definitive answer. I'm saying they're 22.2. You know, he actually, uh, he told me already. Yeah? So, I'm not saying it, though. Say it off. off Yeah, I'll tell you, obviously. Yeah. But I think he did it cold. I don't think he had a pump. No, that's what he told Aaron that he, yeah, because Aaron did tell me that. He's like, that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, they weren't pumped. He's like, all right, so do them pumped. Yeah, I think. So, what was your guess? Twenty-two. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing like almost twenty-three pumped. That's crazy. And he's only what two twenty, right? Yeah, two twenty-two, two twenty-one, maybe. That's insane. It's so he'll be on stage at what two twelve, fifteen? Because he doesn't really have much to lose. <laughs> he might grow into the fucking show. That's what I was thinking. Who knows, man? Talking to Neil Hill about it. That's that's what he thinks is going to happen. So. But you guys got something to look forward to. Get those questions for Chris Hester. So speaking of competitors, what else pisses you off about competitors? What doesn't piss me off? Let's say say just show day. Show day antics of competitors. The pompous assholes that walk around backstage with their chest puffed up and their nose in the air like they're better than everybody? That pisses me off. Yeah. And usually they look like garbage. They usually look like fucking dog shit. I hate the divas, like the uh, the male divas or the, like the bikini divas. The males are worse. Yeah, like the you get to get out of my way, I got to get a pump. Like I'm like, dude, we're all cramped back here, like a fucking refugee camp. We all can't move. Like, I hate to say this too because I know a lot of men's physique competitors and they're usually really stand up dudes. They're really nice. Yeah. That's the most douchebags I've ever yeah. seen. Though. Well, dude, remember when I did the show and no one even, you had to, I couldn't even get a resistance band. You had to come backstage and pump me up with a fucking towel. With a towel, yeah. Old school Arnold style. Yeah. It worked though. It did work. It did. It did. But that, that's my, the diva. I can't get over the diva this. That's a it's male almost like diva there's two extremes. There's like, there's, there are people backstage that'll give you their last rice cake. Yeah. And then there's people that are like, oh my God, I need fucking, I need a, a, my own changing room. I need a place yeah. with a mirror. Like, it's yeah. like, shut up. It's all the same people that have because they think they have like fucking twelve thousand followers on Instagram. That they that is my f- my favorite thing is when somebody just gets fucking smoked that has like this huge social media following. Yeah, because it's so like crazy how these people look so good in their Instagram pictures and then they go on stage and you, you can't fucking there's no filter on stage. Right, and they just get smoked. It's awesome. Yeah, by some be guy a- by some guy that doesn't even care about <laughs> getting sponsored or anything. Just doing it because he wanted to do yeah. it. You have any gripes? Like, what are your biggest pet peeves? Competitors. Um, I'm sure. Hmm. I hate when girls do the imaginary lat syndrome thing, like figure girls. <laughs> yeah. It's it's distracting. It's, it's like I don't get you it. don't you want as little negative space as possible between your body when you're posing. To me, it's just like if you want to hit those kind of poses and shit like that, or walk around like that, then go do women's physique. Build up your back. Yeah. Oh, that's another one. Is when um, non bodybuilders do bodybuilding poses. Yeah. That's. Oh yeah, that's what's that? All of a sudden, now that's a big trend with men's physique. Yeah, I don't understand that one. They like off stage is one thing, but yeah. on stage, I think they should mark these motherfuckers down. Yeah, you're in a bodybuilding like, pose. You want to do a bodybuilding? Then do bodybuilding. <laughs> fucking take your your fucking shorts off and get in a banana hammock and show that you don't have any fucking legs because you don't want to train like a man. And then you can hit bodybuilding poses. I mean, dude, don't get me wrong. I look fucking magnificent if I just put one hand on my hip and fucking puff my chest up. <laughs> but guess what? That's not your pose in bodybuilding. And this isn't a knock in the whole division. It's just for a few, you know, bad seeds, if you I'd will. I'd say one of my pet peeves is when guys do classic physique because they're just small. 
because they're just skinny. And yeah. they do the classic poses, and I'm like, and they have a gut and no arms. And I'm just, and they're like 40 years old, and I'm just like, I'm, they're trying to look like Z's or something. I'm like, okay, yeah. like just just fucking stop. Like just because you can make the way for classic physique doesn't mean you should do it. There's a look, and I think we're losing that I because agree. people are seeing it as the easy way out. Promoters, well, think, promoters will just take the money. They're not, they're not gonna. I think Mr. Proper will bring that back. Yeah. To what? And not to knock, not to knock the like. promoters because like they can't, um, they can't like vet these people. You know what I mean? It's not like right. they're gonna sit there and be like, "You want to do classic of Zeke? Well, show me your body, and I'll decide if you can do it or not." They have to accept everybody. They can't just. Uh, right. It's open enrollment because this is their vetting is the local shows. Money's money. It's all green. So. No, but that's what I mean. Is the whole process of finding out who can do what division is they have to just get through this filter of local shows. Yep. It's unfortunate because it makes, I would say it makes a sport, if you want to call it a sport, sports suffer a little bit. I mean, dude, some of these, some of these local shows are just turning into a fucking circus, man. Like, like 30 people showing up total. Like it's just, yeah. Lucas was saying that the one that was was 47 total competitors. Yeah. And it's like, and these awards. Okay. I went to a show, uh, God, when the fuck was it? Like December maybe. And there was, there was more trophies than there were people in the show. So like, I think every single person that did the show got a trophy somewhere. And well, it's just like society nowadays. Everybody yeah, and I'm just like they do so. It's ridiculous. So it makes sense. It goes with everything that's going on now. Yeah, I don't get it, man. There's it's, no more winners and losers. Everybody wins. And, and it's that. like I one of my pet peeves is when people go on social media and say they got third place out of three and neglect to mention the fact that there were only three people in the division. Yeah, you know what I think they should do. They should skip a place now. So if there's three people, they should give someone a fourth place trophy. Yeah. Or they should just, or, just not give or they should do, or yeah, or they should do, um, say they'll do three trophies, but if there's only two people that shows up, someone's not getting a trophy. I, like my it's last one, show, I got second out of two. Okay. I put that out there. I didn't give a fuck. One, it's one less trophy than there are people in the division, unless there's more than three people. And they got to stop with this fourth and fifth place trophy bullshit. It is what it is, man. It's top five. It's crazy, man. I mean, it's weird because they do top five, and then sometimes they don't even place the rest of them. Yeah, they don't even release scorecards, and it's it's weird. It's laziness. It's not weird. It's just laziness. They should do top three, get a trophy. Yep. Everyone else gets a placing. And it should only be top one gets a pro card. Exactly. They need to stop doing top one in a second. Like, why do you give the first place loser a pro card? I don't know. What does he say in Top Gun? I don't remember. Trophy for, uh, no, they have the plaque. He says the plaque for second place is in the women's room. Yeah. You see, you can never get away with saying See, that. Now no. you're gonna get everybody triggered. Now I know. Oh, no, he just said that. Be like, well, that's a place of honor then, because it's. I'm like, no, come on. You no. need a little bit of uh, yeah toxic masculinity to promote the, the competition. You know. How is that term still relevant? Come on. Like, I, know, I use it as a. It's like turning into meathead now, where it's like you know. Yeah, it's not a derogatory term it's, anymore. It's you know, a little toxic masculinity. Yeah, I, I I fucking can't stand that term. I can't stand that word. I can't stand that people would still use it. It, it's not a real thing. It's a bunch of snowflakes that came out here that aren't real men and get triggered because of somebody like you or somebody like me. Well, you got to figure a bunch of these dudes are probably just trying to get laid, so they kind of agree Absolutely. with That's like, exactly you know, what feminism. And so what's worse? Coming up with a fake word to disrespect a real man because you're a, a shy little bitch that can't talk to a woman, but this is going to get you in their pants? Well, you might get in their pants, but then she's going to have hairy armpits because she's a feminist. So yeah. Maybe they're into that kind of thing. Oh, they want to lick their armpit hair. Yeah. Like that movie we talked about on the show, remember? What movie? I brought this. We talked about this before. Then you Googled it. I sent it to you, remember? Oh, I can't remember what movie The Dictator? 
No, it was with Ben Stiller. Oh, yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Because there's a it. scene in The Dictator where he's there. It's like a sex scene, and he's he's like, it looks like he's eating her out, and then it zooms out, and he's just licking her hairy armpits. How many how many think how many people are gonna stop listening to us now because we're fucking saying all this shit? Uh, if they've been listening this long, they probably are okay with okay. it. Okay, all right. It's, it's just I'm just sick of it because. There's a lot of things that I do that I don't promote on my social media because people don't need to give a shit. Like, they don't need to know. You yeah. know what I mean? But somehow I'm still called I'm toxic masculinity piece of shit. I donate a lot of money to a lot of different charities. I do a lot of stuff that I don't put out there. And I put it out here now. I actually had this conversation with one of my buddies over the weekend. And the thing is, like, you can't judge a book by its cover. That's what I mean. Like, Rudy gives away to all these charities. I support him doing that. Like, we're not bad guys. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, how, how can you just judge a book by its cover? It's a whole other fucking subject for a whole other podcast. But let's get back to the subject that we were talking about here. The fucking whiny-ass competitors. Are you done with that? I'm pretty over it. All right, well, let's move on to the meathead of the week. Who is it? Big Hitman. Ooh, Big Hitman. So make sure you follow our dude. He's hilarious. It's at Big underscore Hitman on Instagram. Big Hitman gave me one of the the best comments I've ever seen on yes, a this live stream. So what's this is what solidified him being. So I I do these things where when I'm doing cardio I go on live and um like I'm Mr. Zingerman or something and uh, I always tell everybody like I'll answer any question no matter what it is. And somebody asked me where the clitoris was, and I was laughing so hard that I couldn't like think of an answer. And this motherfucker, big hitman, just said, "It's the man in the boat." So like, imagine, <laughs> imagine like a girl's vagina is like, uh, like a canoe, a canoe shaped. Right. Like you're looking at it like top to bottom. It's a canoe, and you find the man in the boat. And when you find the man in the boat, you found the clitoris. Right. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it, it does. It it's still, I still can't sense. find it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> you're, still, you're still looking for it. Still looking. Should I ever draw you a map? Yeah, I need a map. Yeah. Like, like a is it One-Eyed Willie? One-Eyed Willie, yeah. I'm going to find the One-Eyed, One-Eyed Willie's treasure. If anyone else has any uh, tips on how to find the clitoris, please uh, DM us on Instagram. Uh, he means DM Dave at Dave Coppell. Yeah, I seriously don't know. Uh, I'm pretty good in that aspect, so. Now Christine's going to be all embarrassed because I'm putting that out there. Oh, well, love you, babe. Is hey, maybe it? you just found it like on a like like on like a fucking what's that game operation? Yeah, like on a, like a diagram. Maybe you just found it. I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to defend your honor over yeah. here. <laughs> All right, we got anything else to talk about? I'm no, pretty, we're uh, good. Pretty it was much a sh- done. I'm ready to call it a day here. Yeah. I got to go train. You got to go finish your job. And we're yep, about- I got a promotion. Oh yeah. Well, side note, Dave got a promotion. We'll talk about that next time. Yeah, I'll talk about that next time. Right, peace out. Bye. Bye.